I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. The two-game win streak for Syracuse comes to an end in an 81-58 loss on the road against 8th-ranked Virginia. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in fan feedback. And... Uh, a, a win here would have obviously been great, but as it is, the loss sucks, but it isn't terrible. Syracuse did slip, though, in the Ken Palm rankings to 43rd and 50th in the net as of today after the loss. Uh, Virginia Tech did slip, too, as well. They're 47th. This remains a quad two win for Syracuse, still looking for the quad one win. So, root for Virginia Tech, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. right. So anyways, uh, a little bit of football news a day late. We apologize about that. Uh, but let's do this. Uh, we're going to do a little football news quickly. I'll get Joe's thoughts on that. Then we're going to just talk about Virginia and we'll be back tomorrow because Syracuse doesn't play till Sunday and NC State plays tonight because this is Wednesday night at seven o'clock. They'll mm. play. They'll play in an hour against Wake Forest. So we kind of want to watch that game before we go ahead and give a, yeah. give a preview. And I think we'll have all the up to date numbers and stats going into that preview tomorrow night. Hopefully, so uh, we're gonna yeah, wait. instead of one full, it'll be two minis. Yeah, too many, too many episodes. It's a mini series, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Quadir White, he's going to join Cooper Dawson, Nikeem Johnson, Aaron Hackett, Cam Jones, uh, Jason Muniz, Jawar Jordan, Markenzie Pierre, and Cam Jonas in the transfer portal. Uh, hasn't played much, but uh, he's going to uh, offensive lineman. He's going to enter the transfer portal. And also offensive line coach Mike Cavanaugh, he's going to fill the same spot at Arizona State. So that was kind of, uh, I mean, the transfer portal stuff here and there, a guy that hasn't played he's had some struggles and that doesn't surprise me but Mike Cavanaugh thing kind of caught me off guard Joe yeah hey (laughs) COVID COVID year it did me too so I mean I get it but uh with COVID and everything and I know that there was a situation where um 
his wife had to have a kidney transplant and some things like that. So uh, you never really know what the motives are, uh, but it did really come out of out of nowhere. And um, yeah, I don't really. <laughs> there's there's probably a lot of fans out there that probably think that our offensive line has been the main issue the last two years, even though I think it's a little bit of injuries and obviously depth. But um, yeah, we're just, yeah, I guess we're just, I mean we're just gonna have to it's fill it. Biggest, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. all. Depth is our biggest mean? issue there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, maybe that's the reason why Quadir White went to the transfer portal. Yeah. Well, maybe he had a relationship with him, and that was like his coach or whatever. And Yeah. Or maybe he had something what, what to do did, with his injury, and he hasn't had a lot of playing time. Really right. hasn't broken the 2 deep at all since he's been there for the three years he's been there. So. Right, exactly. So that doesn't come as a surprise. But so some some Justin Lustig, obviously gone, assistant coach position to fill, offensive line coach position to fill, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So you know, yeah, they got plenty of time, but you know, plenty of time, plenty of work to do. <laughs> exactly. We're still trying to recruit. It's like so. it's like no steps forward, two steps two steps back, because it seems like that's how it's felt anyway. Yeah. Just, you know, it's like I saw a headline I didn't even read today. Just to do, just to Syracuse sports in a nutshell. I, I, I long for the time Syracuse was a consistent top 10. You, you know, it's just like I don't even want to click on this. I mean, because the thoughts crossed my mind so many times. And it just like, you yeah, know, it is what I it is. I saw that too. Did you read it? it? You didn't click it no. either. Okay, yeah. Uh, anyways, all right, let's take a listen, hear what Coach Bayheim had to say uh, after the loss to Virginia. The, you know, the game started out and we got some really good opportunities, some things that we wanted to get. Uh, we wanted to get it to Quincy around the basket area. I thought we got it there. Uh, we couldn't. We didn't finish there. We missed two or three layups early. Uh, Buddy got three or four really good looks from the perimeter. Um, from the three, I mean, those were all good, good looks. And you know, you we have to, Virginia's a top ten team in my mind. The way they're playing. No, no, Mike. You saw the lob pass. We got to help on that. The getting the ball in the middle. Hoff's good in there. You got to give something someplace. So you're going to give some shots up. They make threes against everybody. They make them against man-to-man zone. Doesn't matter. They're a good shooting team. Um, you know, we broke down a couple times. We should have gotten better position two or three times. We should have been there, and we didn't rotate right, but correctly. But you know, uh, no. I mean, I, I we didn't we didn't cover shooters tonight as as we need to, uh, but we didn't. It, our offense hurt us probably almost as much as our defense. We're down nine at halftime. We had th- six or seven really good looks, and uh, we have to make we have to make those shots. Obviously, you've watched Buddy shoot his whole life. And uh, is there anything about his mechanics, or is it just the layoff? What, what, why isn't he been able to make shots? You know, he's just uh, he's a little bit off, and uh, it's just you know, it's the difference between shooting twenty nine percent from the three and thirty four percent from three is one shot a game. 34 percent's okay. 29 is not so good. It's one shot. He's just—he's a little off, but there, he's getting more defensive pressure. But tonight, I thought he really got good looks. 
All right, the Coach Montage is brought to us by the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia and Armchair Media, and that is Bet Online. You know, we got another NFL game to do. Yes, we do. Who's playing? I'm, by a, little, the way? I'm a little disappointed. In, Who's uh, in that game? So I believe it's <clears throat> I believe it's the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs, if I remember right. Mm. But I had the Bucks right. I had the Bucks right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because as a Raiders fan, okay, I I, I got to root for Tom Brady, bro. I got to do it. Ooh. I have to do it. You know, even after the whole tuck rule debacle, I, I don't know yeah. if I've ever rooted. I'm trying to think. I have not ever rooted for Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And yeah, I saw some. It was a meme for like Buffalo fans. Vote for the team that beat just just beat you, or cheer for the team that just beat you, or cheer for Tom Brady. Then they're cheering for Kansas City. I assume. Well, I don't know. Oh, it was just okay. a meme, a little cartoon. Well, Buffalo, Buffalo. Like I said, man, that that's a tough game. That was a tough loss for them. They kind of got, they kind of got smoked a little bit. Yeah, it shouldn't really have been there. But well, that's, that's not true, Joe. That's not true. Yeah. They played fantastic they up to that point. They got lucky. Yeah, it was all luck. It was eight wins in a row or something like that. It was all luck. Every bit of it. All right, listen. Don't listen to Joe. Go to Bet Online. Sign up today. You might not be able to get to a game, but you can get to bet online. They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over there today. Use the promo code armchair. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, bet online. All right. So, the good, look, the bad, look, the ugly. What? Playoffs. What? what? Playoffs? What? What about? They were lucky in the playoffs. They were a good regular season team. Name. Well, look, Joe. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What? What part of the playoffs did they get lucky in? The first the fumble game against, against Indianapolis. Indianapolis. It wasn't even the fumble. Indianapolis is actually the first team to have over 450 yards of offense and no turnovers and lose a playoff game. Okay, they kick that field know. goal, they win. And then there was that whole fumble thing. I mean, come on. Hater. He got lucky. Hater. Whatever. <laughs> I can't help but love Josh Allen. I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, it's fine because he's got to deal with Patty Mahomes for the rest of his career. So, Yeah, I don't know about that. All right. The good, the bad, the ugly. Look, uh, no one was injured. So that's good. That is really good, okay? Q and Griffin, they were they were pretty good. Uh, combined for 28 of the team's 58 points and 15 of the team's 28 rebounds. That's good for them. They struggled percentage-wise, and you know, but the effort was there. Um, the two games in a row against ranked opponents, and we split. I'll take it. It's good. Okay, uh, mm. nine and ten from the from the free throw line. That's good. The bad is though, is we didn't get there enough. Because we are such a good free throw shooting team, we just did not get there enough. Wasn't a lot of fouls. It wasn't a lot like of fouls. Ten to eight. I know the whole game. I know. I know. I know. And they could have. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Could have called more, probably on both sides. But I saw a bunch. Right. Um, yeah. Syracuse said it early and often. Often with the three ball, they started off zero and seven. Uh, Kadari. We look forward to seeing Kadari come in because he's kind of a difference maker. He had two quick turnovers. He wasn't as effective on the defensive end as we're used to seeing. Buddy was not great. Buddy almost got into the ugly. And you can make a case for that. But five turnovers, one for seven from behind the arc, and four for twelve from the floor. Uh, the press. 
it looked promising until it didn't. They gave the ball right back a couple times, and then Huff is just posting up and camping out below the below the hoop, getting a couple easy ones. The ugly. The defense was abysmal. The Orange, they missed assignments all night. Uh, coach said they missed a couple, but I, I don't know. It seemed like all night to me. Uh, they were chasing the ball a lot. Uh, Hauser, he shot for 40, uh, 54% from three. All 21 of his points came from distance, seven for 13. Uh, the Orange allowed Virginia to shoot 45 as a team from the floor. Uh, couple that with Huff killing us down low, alley-oop after alley-oop, lob pass and lob pass from Kehi Clark. He had nine assists and some of that. He also went for 21 and 12 rebounds and um you know uva uh was even 50 percent from the and even 50 percent from mm-hmm. the floor so that's a lot that's that's ugly yeah. now the ugly mm-hmm. offense five for 24 from three only good for 21 percent for syracuse and 36 percent from the floor i said it before at some point in a losing battle I would like to see Edwards get some burn in there. I mean, at some point in there, there was just like three minutes left. They were gassed. There was no reason, in my opinion, not to play Jesse Edwards that night uh, against UVA at some point. So that's my opinion. Finally, Syracuse was killed on the boards by 13, 41 to 28. So, Joe, when it comes to pretty much any game against ranked opponents these days, all I'm really looking for is for Syracuse to keep it within striking distance, Mm -hmm. uh, give themselves a shot at the end. We kind of talked about that. That's kind of how I honestly thought this game was going to be able to go. Uh, It didn't. So what, if anything, Joe, do you take away from this game um, playing a ranked opponent at their place and kind of just getting snuffed totally. Let's be honest. Yeah. You- well, I mean, you take away the fact that they just missed a lot of good looks and easy shots early and often. And then you get into a point in the second half where you're down in double digits and you start getting in panic mode. And then those shots turn into ugly shots or one-on-ones or hero balls just to try to, you know, make something happen. And obviously that's just not the recipe for disaster against a team like Virginia. Um, you know, Tony Bennett, the team's always disciplined. They always play great defense. They always move the ball around and they assisted on 23 of 29 baskets. Yeah. Key Clark were, with nine. So of them. they're moving the right. And this team, the way they have, uh, they have, we talked about it. They have better outside shooters and they did kind of exactly what, what we thought they were going to do. They put their outside shooters in the outside. They, I didn't know about the whole – the only thing I didn't know was Key Clark going there in the, you know, free throw line area and tossing up those alley-oops to Huff. Um, there was obviously some defensive breakdowns. We lost Hauser a couple times. Once Murphy got hot, you know, we should have kind of closed in on him. We knew who those shooters were, and um, you kind of got to make Kihi Clark shoot. Yeah. So I think that there was just so much, you know, they were moving the ball around so good, so fast that I think Syracuse got caught up in chasing the wrong people. And just you have to be very, very disciplined and make the right people shoot the right shots uh, against you. And on top of that, I mean, they they shot above average, right? 50 percent shooting 14 from 31 from three. Um, Obviously, you can't leave Hauser. You know, we talked about that. And. Just a um, tremendous outside shooter, and yeah. at seven huff, seven seven huff, <laughs> yeah seven huff, uh, seven one huff down low, um, just kind of staking his, putting his stick in the ground, and being like, "Come on, come and yeah. stop me." 
and yeah, he's and he's a tough player too. Those guys, those guys are tough. And I would, I'd li- I would have liked to have seen Quincy, you know, get more early. I know he put up 16 shots, but a lot of that was kind of late um, or in the second half. And to, to Coach's point in the presser, uh, we had the opportunities. We had the shots. We had open shots. Buddy missed a lot yeah, they, of open shots. Yeah, Dolzheim missed yeah. the bunny. I hate that he never uses the backboard there when he's that close. He could have dunked um, one. He could have dunked one and, that's and tried to finger That's what I'm saying. The one roll. that was wide open, yeah. but he tried to just toss it up, and it, he missed it. Yeah. So A lot of uh, short was, shots, too. A lot of, a lot of like hes- almost like hesitation shots where they're just hitting the front of the rim or mm-hmm. airballing close. Yeah. Right, so, and Virginia's a, a pretty good defensive team. Uh, pretty I, good. I wish that uh, Kadari would have been a little bit more aggressive, but he came in, and uh, the first time he tried to drive, Clark stole the ball from him, and I think that he was kind of rattled Rattled a little bit after that. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, obviously we have to hit the shots, uh, but hopefully we can just learn from this. Hopefully, you know, when you lose to a good team like this, you – it's, you know, a little piece of humble pie, and we came in with some confidence. And then, like you said, we got punched in the mouth, and we just couldn't really recover. And then it turned into hero ball again. And um, I would like to see us play a lot more aggressive on the offensive end like we have been. But, um, yeah, that and the fact that those rebounds, right? We talk about that every time. We Yeah. If we lose rebounds by double digits, we're most likely losing. And the only reason we lost by 23 was because we just didn't make shots and, at all. And there was a comment, I think it was at Oil Cues on Twitter, who said if we can keep the rebounds close, we can we can win almost anything. And we got crushed. And it wasn't yep. even close. A lot of one and done for Syracuse. And, um, you know, the press right. just – they pressed. Well, and what I mean, it's just obviously it's like it's math, right? Like if we don't shoot 36 percent or 21 percent from the, th- you know, from the three, then there's not the defensive rebounds to be had because offensive rebounds was only seven to four. Yeah, no, there wasn't many. They, they beat us. They, it was 34 to 24 in the though. defensive rebound. Right. If yeah. we hit our shots, they don't get that many points. Right. And then all of a sudden that means we're scoring and they're not getting rebounds. So that's how that whole thing works. Right. right. And. Yeah, when you lose by 23 and you get out rebounded by 13, it's because you missed a bunch of shots. Yeah, and, you know, it wasn't that when we were doing the preview for this game, it wasn't that I thought they weren't going to be able to score. Their defense wasn't tough. I was just hoping, I guess, being very overly optimistic about the fact of Syracuse coming off of kind of a big win and kind of on, you know, they were on a two-game win streak and going into UVA maybe a little pumped up with a good game plan and having, you know, a a really good couple games where they played like a team. And that's what it's going to take. We know what it's going to take to win, and I really thought that if they stuck with that game plan going into there, I thought they would keep it close. We knew they were going to hit shots. You heard Coach in the presser, he said, you know, we're going to give up something somewhere. And yeah. and some of that's probably the shooting, more than likely. But well, yeah, and especially with Tony Bennett, he's. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. They they brought up in his post game presser as well. When I listened to it, they brought up that uh, what 2016 was that when we beat him in the Elite Eight? Mm, yeah, somewhere around there. Something like that, yeah. right? And uh, he's still a little sour about that. So I think that he is. He takes it personally. I think. When we play Syracuse, to make sure that he kind of, I think he's he's found ways, and you can see he he attacks the zone a lot different than a lot of coaches that attack the zone. And 
it works. Well, and he's got guys that can make pers- shots too, though. Well, and he's got the personnel to do it, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but realistically, when you look at this game, when you're playing against a, this good of a team, you know, they're going to – it's like you can't let them shoot those shots, right? You got to let Kihi Clark shoot. You can't let – you got to hope that they don't shoot at the percentage that they do, and then you got to hope that you shoot an average percentage. So if we just shoot average and they shoot average – and we just guard the right guys, then this is a game. But, be, I mean, you can't shoot. The, the percentage. The percentages of shooting can't look like that against a, a number eight-ranked team, and you're, you think you're going to win. It's yeah. not going to happen. No, it's not even, it's, it's even going to be close, which is why, you know, valiant effort with the press and all this and that would have been nice to see. Would have been nice to see Edwards. All right, we will be right back to hear from you and fan feedback after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. 
comfortable. Ah. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, one more time. Bet online. You know it. They're going the extra mile. Make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. You guys probably got this memorized right by now, right? From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props, Bet Online hmm. is going to give you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Okay, it's time to hear from you. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what the deal is. You go there after the game to the socials. I'll ask for your thoughts on the game. You leave them. We bring them here, some of them, sometimes. And we talk about them. So um, I tried to really search around and find some new faces with some good comments. So I had an extra day to look at these. Okay. At C Landry 10, if you think JB retiring is going to do anything positive for this program, you're completely and utterly clueless. Without him, Syracuse will be Yukon or Georgetown. They're the same people that were up in arms when Hopkins left and and look at Washington. Um mm. ah, boy, oh boy. Uh back in uh. back in the Bayheim. What what you disagree with that? It depends on who comes in, right? But I mean, look, every time we go through this stint, look, this win, guys. And I know, I know, a lot of our people listening are pretty smart, okay? Because they listen to the show. So I know that most of them probably know that this loss isn't that big of a deal. It hurts the, it hurts pride, in more than anything. It doesn't really affect much else. So. You hit, you get the, you know, you get the, the anger and the coach needs. I mean, we, we, after every loss, we hear this. So, um, you know, especially after a loss like that, you hear those cries for coach and to, to, to retire or be fired. He's never going to be fired, but, you know, to retire. And, and so, I mean, I tend to believe that we don't know what we're going to get when J, Jim Beheim's gone. You know, we're, str- right. we're struggling now. Well, what are we going to do? Who's going to take, who's going to fill that void? You assume Jerry McNamara, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, you say that, but who really knows? Because there has been speculation about that. Obviously, uh, Mike Hopkins is a hell of a recruiter, right? And even when he was at Syracuse, remember that little 10-game stint or whatever when Beheim couldn't play and he was the was little it, interim it was nine, coach? Wasn't, wasn't it nine? He went he went four for five, I thought, maybe? Something like that. It wasn't good, right? Yeah, so, it wasn't great. And then he went to Washington, and he did have a first good you know, couple years. <laughs> And since then, it's kind of, you know, he's putting guys in the NBA, so you know he's getting good recruits, but it just hasn't translated. So, again, I'm not trying to just say, okay, you know, this is his first head coaching job, so it doesn't mean that, you know, he's never going to be a good coach. But right now, it looks like he's more of a, you know, assistant coach 
top recruiter type guy because that's what he's proven to do. And until he does proves otherwise as a head coach, then um, you know, the, you know it's kind of out. You know, we don't really know. And as far as Bay or like GMAC or Griffin, I, the thing is, is the fans. I get it, the fans, but I don't know if the fans really want to go to just uh, another the uh, next. The next guy up who's just going to do Ken, the same thing. Like like, like the the line, go down the Syracuse line, or do we bring in someone that's not, doesn't have a history with Syracuse? You know, you, you, you look at Syracuse has been a family affair. Like look at the coaching staff and coach has been there well, and played there. Yeah, well, there's probably a lot of guys that are like, yeah, well, I mean, I'm fine with Jerry McNamara being the coach as long as he doesn't do two, three zone the whole time, right? because this always comes up, right? And especially in a game like this, like we know that at this point it's not going to happen. But when you watch a game like this and you see this team just carving our zone up, tearing it up, there's, there's fans that are like, you got to change. You got to change it up. You got to do it. And yes, the two, three zones forever changing. And the players have to definitely find the right guys, but there's some teams and some combinations when you get to like the real, real good teams where, uh, it doesn't really matter I, I, what you do in the two three zone. I mean, how many years has he been coaching? Forty forty fifth year, I believe, right now. Yeah, something like that, right? So there's mm-hmm. been forty three, forty two other national champions, right? Mm-hmm. That that haven't played a hundred percent zone. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying that is a situation where I think that that the fans are going to want something new. They're going to want something different, and I think. They, the last thing that they want, yes, but we all love Jerry McNamara. We all love, you know, the old players and coaches. But is the is is are the fans going to want just an unproven guy to come in in his first head coaching job and exclusively play two three zone and just do the same thing that Beheim did? Well, my buddy UVA fan texted me during the game right after you know the right before the press started, and he said. Um, has Jim Beheim? Do you think Jim Beheim will ever switch to man? And I said no. That's no. not gonna happen. And I'm not saying it is is that I that that's on, like that's the side that I'm on. I'm just saying that based upon the history, the past history, the past couple of years. I mean, even in just the, the, our podcast, like fans call that whole thing out. They want to see change it up, man to man. When's coach going to retire? Da, 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 da. We've seen it all the time for what, four or five years now, right? Yeah. Something like that. So, like, I'm just talking as far as like the fan base, then the young fan base. I just don't see a situation where that's what those type of fans are going to want. Right. Uh, at one, Kev Nash, he says Richmond, Griffin, Quincy, Braswell, or Woody. And Dolzhai, that's his lineup. He said, with Richmond and Griffin, you get real athletic at the top of the zone, potentially more steals and ability to close out on shooters and cut off driving gaps. Yes, I know it won't happen. Thoughts? I already, I left my thought. I want to see where you're at. Mm. I just don't. I, I just think you have to. You have to be able to switch it up and kind of change your combos a little bit. And I think that that's a combo that should be in there. Now, Coach did specify in the presser that we're playing the guys that are playing best in practice. Right, which we already right, which we already know. Right. So 
I would like to see the combos change up more. I'd like to see there be a little bit more of uh, in and out. You know, you're more accountable for the mistakes that you make because I just don't see a lot of these players that have earned that much. There's not a big difference between a lot of these players and some of them haven't earned all of the minutes. I think that they're actually receiving. So I would just like to see it be spread out more, get more guys out there and just see what these guys can do. Um, I don't necessarily think that we need to start these guys. I just, again, it's not about the starters. It's about what we do after we start the game and how we adjust to what's going on in the game and the other teams lineup. Yeah. And I just, sometimes I just think that we hit the mark, miss the mark. Sometimes we hit it. Right. Well, I, I was kind of along the same line. I mean, this is, uh, this is a lineup that I could see, you know, that would be fun with Richmond and Griffin at the top of the zone. But, um, you know, but that's something I said, you put I said, in if Buddy and right. Joe isn't hitting. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I just don't know about Braswell and Woody. Like Braswell had one good game, and he hasn't, sh- you know, he didn't show much before, and he hasn't showed much after. But Woody, I, I don't even, I mean, what have we seen? Like five minutes of him? You know, I just don't know. I mean, well, he had I a think, couple good games. But I know, but then. I think if you have a Richmond, if you have a Richmond, Joe, and then Griffin Quincy. Dolzhai, it seemed to be the one that I liked the best so far that I've seen. But I've, this can change from game to game, right? It like, can change from minute to just, minute. Or, or that's the one thing is is that we've been consistently inconsistent. Going back to that, yeah, that's just really what it is. We don't know what we're gonna get out of him, but we've uh-huh. all seen, you know, the buddy at North Carolina in, in the first half where he comes in and just buries three or four shots in a row. And we've all yeah. seen Joe do the same thing, and in mm-hmm. Griffin. They just all don't do it the same game. At James Zuba on Twitter, he said, It's all over. Might as well cancel the season now. There's no shot at making the tournament. It's going to be NIT. What's the point of even trying? I mean, he's got a great point. He's got a great point. Lord. He's got a great point. Just cancel the whole thing. Just give up, right? Just give up. Forget it. Forget it. That just must be his upset answer after the uh, response he got from his question from Quincy. (laughs) Then, uh, um, obviously, James, king of sarcasm on Twitter. Tough to read, though, if you're not sure about it. Uh, at TRWill6510, I'm frustrated as hell with this team. They played the same exact way at Pitt in 25 minutes. Won't won't even remember a thing about the game. Go Orange. You know what? That's a good attitude. I hate that. I hate to have to have that attitude, but but to be mad as hell and then just forget about it. That's kind of where you got to be. Unfortunately for me, like being in, like I came on the show after the Virginia Tech win. I'm like hell yeah. I put on all my gear. I even had orange shoes on me. I went all over town. I knew I was going to see Tech fans out there. Well, you know, uh, I still wear my gear, but. The orange shoes are staying home after after the UVA loss. Mm. Just as many UVA fans around here. So at Donnie underscore Lake, it's one game they played well the last two. I really didn't expect them to win or even play well. This is how this team is this year. Play two or three good games, then play a couple of stinkers. They are very inconsistent. Virginia, not a good matchup for them. Uh, very true, Joe. He just piggybacked on you what you said without even knowing it. And also... What did he say at the end here that caught my attention? Oh, the matchup. Well, that's what I was worried about was, was um, you know, the big guys. So have we won a game this year where Syracuse went up against some decent bigs? I don't think so. 
No, they've all been guys our size or smaller. And they just haven't been able to do it. So when you or just bigger guys that don't have a lot of like offensive talent. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Virginia's got some talented big guys. Yeah, that's is. I don't know if they come more talented. Like seriously, that Hauser, he North can Carolina shoot, bro. Too, but yeah, yeah, I know. But Hauser they're inside guys. They're true inside guys. You got Hauser. He can do anything. He can go yeah. out and shoot. He could play inside. You know, obviously Huff with his skill, he, he can do the same thing. He had a three. He's, yeah, he hit a couple threes too, right? One. I think he went one for one. Huff did. Yeah. yeah. But so, he shot over thirty in the season, so. He can hit it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe on Facebook. All game long, I was hoping that the Q's offense would get hot. Didn't happen. Early in the first, they seemed to get it seemed to get away from. Early in the first, seems to got get away from what they did last two games, pounding the ball down low. There, I said it. Easy for me to say. Good job, bud. Good job. Virginia shot really well. Star. I do I do believe I do personal pan pizza. I do believe <laughs> given a second opportunity, Cuse will win. Man, Virginia is good. Yeah. Um, like I said, Joe, going into the game, I thought that should have been the strategy all along. It's easy for me to say because you could yeah. see how Virginia clogs up the lane when they get in there and Richmond he didn't know what to do. No one knew what to do when they really got in there. You have to pass it right. in there and kind of go from there. But um not easy to penetrate. Yeah, they- they, look, we need we need some we need better like there I think there's a comment on recruiting in here, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Top fan Daryl on Facebook. Our guards can't defend. They are what they are at this point. No bench play. These players uh, no bench play. And what the hell would coach ask why the hell would coach ask these players to press after very little bench help? You're telling me that coach couldn't have played anyone else more off the bench? I really do not know where this program is headed. Thanks. Look, um, the thing about the press was that when they started it and it looked okay, I feel like they couldn't. My buddy, my, my UVA buddy texted me, he said, This is how Cuse can win. They need to create chaos. And He's a huge UVA fan, and he knows him very mm-hmm. well. And he's like, they need to create chaos. He told me that before the game. And uh, when, he, when they started to press, he's like, look, this is how they can win right here. And they did an excellent job at first, and then they, then they were just turning the ball over, and they were getting t- – it just tired them out. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't think they had the legs for it. So to Daryl's point, I mean, yeah, you, you can't press three quarters into the game when you only played – you know, really only played five guys. You know, let's be honest. Oh. Well, Richmond had twenty. Did minutes, he have twenty? Holy cow! Yeah. Wow, I, I, I didn't even, I didn't know he had twenty. But Gerard, okay. had, Gerard only had twenty-six. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, we just needed to make some shots, and yeah, the the so one thing with six. Virginia, the one thing with Virginia is pace. I mean, they try to control the pace, and like we saw it back in the day when we came back against Virginia. Yeah, I mean, if you can get, can you know, like you say, create chaos, right? Yeah, but I mean, sometimes playing just a a two three zone back, like yeah, we might be lengthy and everything like that. But this is a a well disciplined coach team, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and to be able to go against a two three zone versus something that's like an in your face man, like kind of just helps them out, you know. I mean, I I completely missed, you know, Trey Murphy for him coming out and shooting, you know, six, you know, getting 16 points, shooting four, four or 10 for from 10. the three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's almost shooting, he's almost at 50%. He's like 49% for the season. Uh, he was transferred from rice and he came out and 
I mean, he played really well too. So, uh, they just, it just seemed like everything was going the right way for Virginia and we couldn't hit open shots. Yeah, it's simple. In basketball, and you watch it and you look at it, it's so much more simple to understand. Sometimes it doesn't need to be complicated, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, would have, we would have lost to a lot of teams shooting like this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And obviously, you have to give Virginia's defense credit for that, too, but just a matter of oh, fact. Well, you you mentioned the defense. You talk about discipline. Look, they, that pack line defense – is you have to be way more disciplined with that. I feel like, well, maybe equally, but still, they do such a good job. You have to be very disciplined with that too. Then with the zone, I mean, the zone you can move. They have a they have an actual barrier <laughs> that they're that they're not really allowed to go past the three point line unless one guy's allowed outside the three point line to guard the ball. One, you know, you got our guys. They're all over the place. And they can do whatever they want. They just chase the ball. But those guys are so good. And talk about discipline. I mean, yeah. and that's what Tony Bennett brings. No, and that's the thing is part part of the two through zone is you're not supposed to chase the ball. Exactly. You're supposed to chase the players. Right. right. So Yeah. yeah. Um spe- yeah, you yeah. just need to know. Because you gotta like, shoot okay. to beat it. That's I mean, that's what we always talk about. If they play it right, you gotta shoot to beat it. And, you know, leaving them wide open is shooting to beat it, but shouldn't be that easy. Oh no. So. Absolutely not. Uh, Robert on Facebook. So Virginia is really good. 14 threes. Ouch. We have no answer for a true big man like Huff. Oh, and it would be nice if someone covered Hauser. On to the next. I mean, I'll say yeah. it again. We, we we need someone down there other than Dolzhai. Yeah. He, 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 yep. he just and, can't hang down there. Yeah, we, we've been there. This is uh, when we figured out, like, I mean, we're a different team with Dolzhai. That's it. That's the bottom line. When you saw at the end of the year how he was playing and you take that away from us, then that's tough. Yeah, we could have these other good players that can come Sidibe. in and play, but that's killing us. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, CDB. So, um, yeah, I have to eat a little bit of crow because I know that I downplayed Virginia a little bit, but I thought it was rightfully so based on their schedule. I and- explained myself, though, too, is that I thought Syracuse would come in and play better. I, I, I've expected that out of UVA. It, it's just that Syracuse didn't live up to my expectations. I was way too optimistic on them going into no, that I, game. Was it the early turnaround? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I wasn't expecting that from UVA. I knew that they could do it, but I was kind of hoping that, you know, you get a, you get in a game where maybe they miss a couple and you're, you know, you're at their place. And that's really the one thing is that we missed so many, like, just – chippies and easy shots and wide open shots good shots in the first half and we're down nine and i'm sitting here and i'm thinking like man if we can just come out and we can just get a couple stops and just hit some shots and put some pressure on them to be able to like you know make it a little bit difficult for them then we could be back in this and then we just continue to miss and when you have teams that are when you're up and you have that momentum and it's like it's you're playing carefree, you can get in this zone where you just you're hitting everything. And that's what happened last night. And we started scrambling because we were losing our lead or they were gaining their lead more and more and more. And we just hero ball. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, you know, that's where we are. We can't play. We're not going to win there. So we have to be able to control ourselves to be able to. You know, there was plenty of times last night where I was like, calm down, use plenty of time, like just get a two, you know, pass the ball, uh, hero ball, one-on-one jumper. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it wasn't last night. 
Sorry, two nights ago. Jason on Facebook, Dolzhai played the whole game, eight points, five rebounds. The guy he was covering, 21 points, career high, 12 rebounds, career high. SU has no chance in the turn at the tournament. Wow. Jason. No chance at no the chance. tournament. Well, first of all, we've got to even get into the talks. I know that the net has us hovering. I know that Ken Palm has us hovering. But, you know, we got to string together some good wins. We got to get some good wins. We got to string together some wins. And also you know, be more consistent. And unfortunately, you if you look back and you think about it, really, like, if we take one of those pit games, preferably the second one, um, even though that would have been the tougher one to take, but that would be, uh, you know, the outlook would be totally different right now. You lose, yeah. you lose both of those games, it su- that sucks. Really, yeah. Really well, to that, to that comment, looking yes. at ESPN... Mark Dolzhai is marked at 6'10", 201 pounds, which is baloney anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, he is 6'10", but I think, they say he's 6'10", but he was 6'9 last year, right? So ESPN says 6'10", 201 pounds. Right. Jay J Huff, 7'1", 240 pounds. So that kind of gives you a little bit of an explanation there. Yeah. Just massive in two hundred one is a high, it looks yeah, but, it seems no, like a, a, a it seems a, a power high. forward versus center. Sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff on Facebook, this team is streaky, very Jekyll and Hyde. They show up and look great one game, the next game they look lethargic, bad defense, turnovers, very uh, at very inopportune times. Well, yeah, I talked about the ones that I saw that bothered me were the Kadari. Um, when he was coming off the bench and then the ones during the press that's just sucked the life out of that because they actually mm. came out strong on the press and it just once they turned the ball over, I think it was the first two steals that they got, they gave him right back. It yeah. ju- it just it just you know, because UVA was rattled with that. We got within eleven doing that. Now if you're more efficient with it and you got some more legs, I mean they make a run. That's that's how we've beaten UVA in the past. Right. That's how we've done it. So, um, you know, I don't, you know, it's, it is very Jekyll and Hyde. And, you know, this is, this is, uh, Mahir, oh, top fan, Mahir on Facebook. Absolutely no reason for Buddy to, to play that much and do absolutely nothing. I don't care. This team can move the ball, but whenever the ball gets in Buddy's hands, it doesn't leave. He doesn't pass. Whatever. I knew this game was going to be a blowout. Just get some rest and practice. Also, hate these Sunday-Monday turnarounds. Just saying. So, I've been holding my tongue on Buddy because I knew I, I, knew I had this in, mm. in, the, in the pile. So, Buddy, man, he, he, he's, he's got to do something else, man. He's got to do more. At some point, he's got to do more for this team. He's a junior. Like, let's go. We've been in the, 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 the buddy thing has not evolved into what I would expect it to be in year three. Unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not buddy bashing. I love buddy, and I know what he's capable of. But, I mean, this dude is either hot or not. Like, there is no in-between with him. And really? <laughs> why are you so quiet? Huh? Really? Yeah, really? really. I mean, what do you think? Do you, didn't you expect more out of Buddy coming into his junior year halfway through the season? Wouldn't you expect more? No, maybe more consistency. Yeah. Well, okay. But that's, that's more. I think that's where, that's where 
it gets tricky because you want to keep Buddy in there because of the fact I, that, and, like, okay, let's I, see what happens, right? Right, and I agree with that. Like, when people so like are in like, the beginning, you're like, oh, it, none of he's not hitting in the beginning, and then you get in a situation like this where you're down 15, you're like, well, we know this guy can get hot at any second, so you're not going to take him out. Well, he had the lowest offensive rating on the team at a 53, um, according to Ken Palm. Yeah, well, but on top of that, though, it, he missed a lot of just open shots that he should have hit. You yeah. know, he which just had a bad a shooting of, game. Which he's done a lot hmm? of. He, he's done a lot yeah. of that. Because usually he's good for a half, right? Yeah. At least a half. Sure. I mean, that's that's the way I look at Buddy as far as, like, his floor. Mm-hmm. Because his ceiling's high. When he's when he's on fire and he's hitting everything, his ceiling's high. Yeah. But you I look expect at, him at like, least one good half, though. I expect him to be able to get 14 to 16 points a game. And most of it, or a majority of it, coming in one of the two halves, because usually that's kind of in his the history. That's kind of he's had more games like that than somebody anybody else I can remember in the the, the last past however many years. So uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And just this game, he didn't get it, and I don't know why he's been inconsistent and. Hopefully he can get it right, but I just – I don't know. Bro. I know you want to take it by a home-by-home home ba- or a game-by-game game basis, and I think that if it was a closer game, then maybe it would have been a situation where he would have taken him out and he wouldn't have played as much minutes. But I don't – like to your point, though, and to, and to just to go against the grain on what a lot of the feedback we get is, I agree with you that – it's tough to take him out because if he hits a couple, they could be game changers. You hit two threes, six points. I mean, we were down by 15 a couple of times. You hit two of those, all of a sudden we're down by nine points. Right. It's, it's a huge momentum shifter. He's, he's one of the only ones that, could, that is out there that can do it. I mean, Between, we got some. We got, we got him or We got Joe. about three guys. That we got can him do or that. Joe. I mean, even Alan Griffin, right? Oh, yes. Gosh. Wow, that was rude of me. Yeah, Alan Griffin. I'm just saying yeah. the thing is is that they're just all inconsistent and you get certain games like this where you're talking about 4 of 18 from the three-point line between all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy with the bulk of the misses and 1 of 7, Griffin 1 of 5, Gerard 2 of 6. Yeah. Yeah. So, in Braswell, 1 of 4, he was put in to shoot the three from that that corner spot. Or not the corner corner of the court, but you know what I'm talking about. No, 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 yeah. no um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was put in to shoot threes from there. <clears throat> he missed his first two. He hit one, and you know if Robert Braswell comes in and does that, then that's a whole other ball game too. And I think he's capable of it too, man. I think a lot of his stuff is just nerves and confidence and just experience. Which, to my point, like I said, those guys need to get more burn. You're down my freaking twenty points. You're getting, yeah, well, you're, getting that's tough. you're not gonna you're not gonna win the game. Just I mean, well, and that's tough, right? Think about his. You, like you said confidence. He's not playing all game. You're down fifteen, and you're like, all right, man, we're putting you in. Go hit a couple threes against number <laughs> ten team or eight team <laughs> in, in the, in the, the country. Yeah, yeah. It's like all right, and all right, I'm cold. I'm coming off. The, you know what yeah, I mean? Like I know. It's, it's a tough spot. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a tough spot. Yeah, uh, both of those guys, you know, I would say are in a tough spot. But um, and Jesse, if you want to throw him in there, the three Kadari. Braswell and Edwards, they're all in a tough spot, man. Yeah. I mean, again, this is just a game that got away from them. And 
you got to be able to keep it close in the second half against a team like this on the road to allow them to feel the pressure so that they're not just playing carefree as far as when they're shooting and stuff like that. Um, you got pressure, you miss shots, you make mistakes and by you just got to keep it close. And I, even though it was at nine and a half, it should have been way closer. And yeah, we got, we got, we got killed in like the last minute. Right. Of the, of the half. Yeah. Should have been way closer. So should have been way closer. And we, we missed a lot of easy, good shots and, that's just what's going to happen. That's that that a hundred percent defines why it's eighty-one to fifty-eight, and the rebounding is what it is. We just need to make you have to be able to make shots at a good, decent clip against a team like that. Yep. Well, so much for a short show. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I kind of had a feeling it was going to go there. We're like, ah, oh, we can do a short show. We'll do the NC State preview later. We'll talk about. Well, a- the next one's going to be shorter. Because we had to talk about the game, fan feedback. I mean, yeah, I suppose. All right. Well, look, I want to thank all of you. I love you guys, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming and listening. Thanks for getting in the on the fan feedback. Appreciate all of that. I want to thank Bet Online and um, Live CBD. Appreciate it for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. <laughs>